Welcome to the Home Buyer Club Podcast, helping you understand how to buy a home. From first looking at houses all the way through picking up the keys to your new home. The Home Buyer Club will be speaking with people in the industry to get expert advice to help you with your own home buying journey. I think you'll like this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Home Buyer Club podcast with me, Joe Thompson. Today, we've got a special guest. We have Roiel Armat from Forsyth Barnes. How are you yeah. doing, Ro? Uh, been, never been better, mate. All good. Thank you. Good. Good to stuff. Good stuff. Mate, we start with some quick fire questions just to get us uh, a little bit warmed up and a little bit loose. Are you ready? Already. Brilliant. Car or train? Car, every day. North or south? South, love London. Beach or pool? Beach. Apartment or house? House. Oh. I don't, I'm oh. impartial to an apartment, but overall with kids, house. Okay. Favourite office to work in? <laughs> I like this is a sit on the fence answer I like every office for different reasons I love New York as a city yeah. I love going to London for the buzz and I miss London as I used to live there my journey to Knott's is the easiest because it's just straight up the M1 as opposed to like when I go to London I've got trains and tubes and walks and stuff like that yeah fair enough it's not really quick quick fire but yeah okay yeah, we'll go with that one <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly Apple or Microsoft? Apple. Good, good choices. So for South Bars, where where did it come from? It came from a desire to be better uh, in the short of it. Scott and I worked together um, since 2010, spent a lot of time together over the years, like kind of roomed together and, and holidayed together when on incentive and things like that. And um, as much respect we had for the people that we worked for, we just felt we could do a better job than the businesses that we were in. Um, so that that was a real thing. And look, I, you know Scott's background. Um, he's always had that entrepreneurial flair about him. He obviously did Shake Club back in the day at uni time and stuff as well. Yeah. I think a lot of, for me, was my influence from my dad. And he's always had that thing of set up for yourself, do something for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's just kind of flowed down from him. So it, something was always going to happen at some point, but uh, by God's grace, Scott and I were put together back in 2010 and yeah. um, I've suffered him ever since. Yeah, joys, eh? <laughs> that's, that's really good, that. It's, it sounds like you you both bring something to the table and just make it work. Yeah, I ride on his coattails. Yeah, perfect. Why not? Job's easy. Well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I've always, I, I think I know the, the answer to this, but I, I want to hear it from you. The name Forsyth Barnes. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not Ro, Roiel Forsyth and Scott Barnes. So where did it come no, from? No, we, we tried it, but no. Look, we we played around lots of names. Um, one of the reasons it wasn't Parsons Armad or Armad Parsons. A, we didn't think it really went. But B, n neither of us had that egotistical view that it had to be our names on the door. And actually, we've always had this vision that we wanted to create something bigger than us. I just always feel like there's that thing of like it's something limited to you if you've got your names on the door on it as well. So we pretty quick decided not to do that. And then we played around with lots of names and we didn't want something that sounded really cheesy. I just couldn't imagine a client was going to trust us with like the most important role in their business. If it, if it had a really kind of cheesy, cheap sounding yeah. name to it. Yeah. So we wanted something that sounded like it had some weight to it. Like it had some heritage to it. We knew always knew we were going to be at the senior end of the marketplace. 
we wanted something that sounded British as well, because we always knew we wanted to have a global business. So it was we, we kind of wanted to champion British business across the world, like whichever continent that we're in as well. So we ended up on Forsyth Bands or FB for sure. Love that. That's really good. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's the story. I got told a, a funnier story, but yeah, that's pretty the, much the, 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 the band thing and the, the yeah, it's, it's, got, <laughs> it's got trying to come up with a narrative. Yeah, he loves a good story, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> so your first house, where did you buy your first house? So um, Milton Keynes um, would be the best example, um, which you helped me out with and did a cracking job. Thank yeah. you. Um, we were in a bit of a tight spot, actually. So we need to get a job done really quickly. Um, uh, wife was pregnant. We're in London at the time, but we wanted to move up here a bit closer to family in Northampton. Um, Simon didn't really have anyone down this way. First child. So we we, we wanted something that felt a bit more familiar. Didn't didn't really have a network per se in London outside of work and not in Kingston where I was anyway. So we viewed loads of places here, didn't find anything that we liked and then kept kind of up in the budget, up in the budget. And then where we landed and where you helped me um, secure was kind of the best, nicest place we could get in the time frame that we had. I think uh, we moved in June, towards the end of June off the top of my head. Summer gave birth mid-August. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's what I mean by we had tight time scales. That I don't think we started looking until like at some point in her in her pregnancy. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, that so, is. It, it wasn't that... like a long. We've been looking for a year and then and blah blah blah, blah and it was always planned. Like in terms of the house move, it was a uh, right. We're here. It's fine for the two of us, but I can't see raising a kid in in the the flat that we're in. Um, let's get moving. Oh my day. So it's literally right. Let's get moving. You're pregnant. Bosh. Stress levels to the max, I guess. Um, <laughs> I wasn't particularly stressed by it, but it was, it was, look, you did a cracking job. The solicitors were really good and um, did a good job and stuff as well. We, we pushed things through quickly, right? It's one of my yeah. frustrations with the, the property market of, I don't know the ins and outs and land registry and this and that in terms of like the inner, inner workings, but from a, uh, I'll say from a somewhat relative user, it, it seems so antiquated, so slow. The whole process, the whole mortgage, the whole land registry, the whole searches process, it feels like it's crying out for reformation and innovation. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah, I think the conveyancing process is about 50 years old, maybe even longer. And yeah. it's just not the way of the world nowadays. People want things done yesterday, don't they? On everything yeah, that so, they have so moved on, and you can send hundreds of thousands or millions across the world within hours now, and it's still it's eight weeks for searches and this and that. And yeah. what, like, yeah, really, it is madness, yeah. And it is one of those things that everyone's screaming for it to be changed, but no one's actually doing anything about it, yeah. So I do think it, about that a lot. Of one of the future ventures of FB, could we do something in terms of tech within that space, but probably jump in the gun a little bit? Why not get? Do it. <laughs> I love that. Right. So, uh, you know, you've pretty much touched on uh, all the things that I wanted to go through. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anyone who's looking to buy a house? Yes. Don't leave it where you've got yourself a few weeks to do it. Um, <laughs> it's probably the first thing. It's not easy. Um, get organized in what you're doing. Don't, and again, from experience as well. That one was a new build. I'm in this place now. 
try to take some experienced people with you who uh, know what to look for when they're viewing houses and do multiple viewings as well. The things that you notice when you've moved in, you don't notice on the viewings, the cracks here, the issues there, little things like some people or inexperienced people will do, they don't test the water pressure in the house invariably, right? Who turns, most people, unless you're experienced, you don't turn on the shower and actually check the water pressure. You don't leave it running for a while to see what the hot water situation is like. You don't tend to always look at the boiler outside of yeah it was done it was serviced x amount of time ago those little things aren't necessarily an issue but take case in point with this place main house board is okay the boiler for the annex bit here is knackered is it i don't know if it was working when i viewed because i didn't look in i'd seen there was a boiler but i didn't check the functionality of it before i came in here um and now i've had to have a plumber in two or three times this is now gone right this needs a new part those kind of things so take your time on the viewings and and do multiple viewings as well and then and yeah. continue to do those even like if even if you've put in an offer etc you're going through the paperwork still go see it again but no pressure really look in the corners really look for cracks really look for those issues um in any place get yourself a decent solicitor appreciate if it's a first time then that's difficult to know who's decent yeah um anyone that you know in the marketplace um can probably uh, point in the right direction of ones that their views have been quite decent as well yeah. that i think that's important you don't want to be chasing them all the time you want them almost proactively coming to you and almost chasing you that's it yeah um get yourself a good broker yeah do you know any <laughs> <laughs> trying to find one still yeah. mate there's some great bits of advice like a water pressure one as well it's you know, you're going to live in it for, for uh, potentially a long time. So you want to know what you're dealing with. And viewing it Especially sometimes. The toilet, you... Turn the showers on, turn multiple on, turn an upstairs and a downstairs on at the same time. Check those pressures. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's like that in my house. You know, if I'm having a shower and someone flushes the toilet for 30 seconds a minute, my, my pressure in the shower's gone. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Those little things. And are you in a new build? Yeah shouldn't happen in a new build i but... know <laughs> so frustrating <laughs> so we don't get that similar issue here this isn't a new build we don't get the similar issue here but i cannot have a hot shower for anything more than about four minutes before the water starts turning lukewarm or cold so you know when i go and i feel for simon my wife and um, when i because travel a lot with fb yeah. and when i go and stay in a hotel because i'm in new york or somewhere it's a bit of a godsend to be honest because i just have a hot shower it is yeah. so frustrating for us we can turn on the hot water for like two hours and it goes in under five minutes and that's oh, uh i'm assured it's the it's the tank issue so now i've got to replace the tank here as well and quite a yeah. lot 1500 quid for that yeah not not a cheap job eh yeah so it just goes to show how important stuff like that is checking things um so yeah. that's that's some great advice there mate um now I know you're um, you're in a fantastic house at the moment. However, when we were doing the mortgage for the house, we were looking at fixed rates, and you said you probably didn't want you couldn't see yourself move, staying there for a two or two more than three years. I think you said or something like that. Yep. So always looking for that next house. So what yep. is the end goal? What is the dream house? Uh, I don't I don't have an end, mate. Um, okay. I've always been concerned with that notion of an end goal, just from it feels like you're staying still and that that stagnancy kind of scares me if if nothing else so even when we purchased this one 
I was still looking in case something better had come up. Yeah. And it was, uh, could I get myself out of this one? Even though we'd, we'd obviously committed to it. Could I get myself out of this one just in case something better had come up? I've still got the searches. I still get the weekly alerts. I still check them every week to see what else is coming up in the marketplace. I think that influence, again, comes from my dad. Uh, I remember when I was about 15, 16, growing up in my family house for all those years, although I did live somewhere else when I was really young, I've only got vague memories of that, call this my family house, and come home from school, and we've got removal vans outside. I do what? <laughs> Since when? Since today. What? But I've grown up here, all my friends are here, now we're moving house. Where? Oh, we found we're renting for six months until we find the like uh, the ideal home. What? Yeah, we're moving house. Pack stuff. Your room's the only one that's not packed. We're waiting for you to come back. And they're loaded with that. <laughs> what? There's no that's discussion. There's no like this is the plan or whatever. Dad had been made a good offer to rent that property, and so he saw it as an opportunity, and he wanted something bigger and stuff anyway. So I think he get I get it from there. I like that. But fair enough. Yeah, that, that's good. You know, always look, always on the move. It's always that thing. Always he, he came progression. And for him, it was like sometimes he only lived in one place for a year before he then kind of uh, him, my mum, then whenever my sister came along later on and stuff. Um, they they moved quite a bit in those early early years to something yeah. a bit nicer, maybe a, di a better area, maybe a safer area for us as the kids, that kind of thing. Maybe an opportunity. Yeah. It was always looking for that next step up. So again, I credit a lot of that mindset consciously or subconsciously saying never never settling and always yeah. looking forward that's great yep. yeah fantastic what did your dad do so he used to do property more he did he, he still did it when as i was growing up but we had more um before i was born yeah um okay. obviously never experienced it from but from what i understand we were pretty like i'd say well off say yeah. rich but like well off i think he had properties in terms of double figures in and around northampton wow. and things like that as opposed to doing other things market crashed 87 was it i think it's black Tuesday. Like market interest rates went sky high i think you're just too lever like um leveraged on it lost pretty much everything we almost lost our family home um so those years of growing up we used to have bailiffs knock on the door but we never knew that there were yeah. bailiffs so we would if basically we're kind of taught if anyone knocks on the house you look through the window if you don't recognize who they are turn the tv off go quiet just sit down under the window never knew it's for bailiffs wow. um but they protected us from it and they didn't yeah. put that on us and they they carried that burden right but then they worked out of it so through most of my years they did taxi um and then started picking up properties again as i got into sort of teenage years and, and then they're renting those out and stuff as well fantastic and i mean that because he's he's everything's gone in the shitter and he's worked his balls off to to provide for the family and get back to work. work yeah he doesn't know anything but to work isn't yeah as far as i've ever like been conscious he's never had a hobby he's never traveled he's never holidayed he's only gone abroad because of there's a reason to do so um he's just worked even now he's mid to late 70s and he's building a house in Pakistan. <laughs> he, he needs something to do. He doesn't need the house. It's excessive for just him and my mum. They've built it extra large for if we to visit if my brother or my sister or anyone visits with the kids and stuff. It's actually just something to do. Something to keep him busy. That's brilliant. I love the yeah. fact he's 17 still, still going on like that. It's fantastic. 100%. Every single day. 
up at the crack of dawn and then every single day. Wow, incredible. So your family home here, you recently uh, renovated. Yeah, we did. Um, I say we, me and my brother, and I say we really, my brother, um, <laughs> who did most of it. So um, he's renovated, if I'm being completely honest. I was a, a helping hand in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, we did. Um, it had fallen into disrepair over the best part of 15, 20 years. Okay. We'd had tenants in there and, and uh, so on as well. But when I'd gone back into it, it was in a really, really poor state. It felt a bit sad in the sense of I grew up in this place and I'd spent yeah. about 16 years in. Um, but yeah, like he's, he's, he's done a cracking job, a brilliant job on that place. Oh, brilliant. Did you, is it rented out again or did you sell it? No, no, it? we ended up selling it actually. Um, he did a really good job with it. He then put it on the market and commanded the highest price of the area and definitely on the street. Um, so he just basically set a new ceiling um, in that area completely. And, and again, done a really, really brilliant job, the finishing. He, my brother's got a great, a much greater eye for things like design than I do. Um, so there's certain finishes on the flooring had to go with certain finishes with the kitchen, which and that was tied into what the bathroom was done like and even the, the bathroom suite that was put in, et cetera, et cetera. So he's got a good eye for detail and things like that. Um, so good. all of that, and he, he hadn't cut corners and he hadn't tried to do it on the cheap. So all of that, he really spent the extra and was comfortable spending the extra to command that higher price. I think if he'd have done an okay job, then it would have just been like a run-of-the-mill kind of sale. But yeah. um, no, he did a really good job. And then he got by far and away the, the biggest numbers on the street and in that area as well. I think when people do renovate properties, if you you can do it cheap, but you're not going to command the high, high-end prices. But it seems yeah. to me that you've done it uh, to a, a very good, really good level, spent the money on it, and you've then been able to command that higher amount. And obviously yeah. set the street alight with uh, how much you got for it. So it depends, as well, right? Because again, he'd done the research into the area, and in, he didn't limit himself to um, the average of the area or, or the highest in the area. He believed that he could set a new ceiling. So I think you have to take some risks in that. But at the same time, there has to be an element of realism that, like within certain areas, you're not going to have to double the prices and so on. So you you also have to think strategically of yeah how much am I investing into this? What is my budget on it? If I'm going to go over budget, is there going to be an ROI on that? Or am I just cutting into my profit margins on it? Um, and it's something he did so well on that project. Uh, how, how are your DIY skills? My DIY skills, I would say I'm pretty handy. I spent a lot of time with dad and growing up with dad who would insist on doing everything himself. So um, I'd say pretty handy. Uh, my finishing maybe isn't the best. So it, it's all right. But you know, if you want a really good finish on something, I'd probably get somebody in to do it. That yeah, said, but like this place and the last place and things, I probably did next to nothing. More from a, like FB's got me pretty busy. Yeah. And the, t the spare time I have got, I really value of trying to like maximize it with kids and with family and everything as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I place more value now on time than the money aspect of it. So I'm, I'm yeah. okay with asking someone to come in. We've got a really uh, handyman actually, who we've been using regularly for the best part of the last couple of years. Um, well priced, does a good job, is able to do most things. So for instance, the gym that I've got downstairs, 
but some of the machinery in there, he's he built it and he set it up he... like the cable machines and stuff. Yeah, he's done oh, it brilliant. That's good at, at a decent price, and he's he's really helpful. And then Simon will get him in to do bits and bobs as well. And it also relieves the whole. You've not put the shelves for nine months. Oh, to tell you things on. So, Chris, oh but... God, I get that. I, I, I had to put. That. That's the beauty, right? With Chris, I don't have that. So yeah, you peace bastard. of mind as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I, I, we did our bedroom recently, and had to put a Venetian blind up. It's the best bit of DIY I've ever done. I yeah. measured it perfectly. 120 centimeters. Uh, it was 121. The gap was. And the Venetian blind was 120, perfect, slots in nicely. Didn't account for the brackets. So yeah. when I've got these brackets up finally, which took me forever to do, I then about slot it in and it was like that much over. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? Yeah, yeah so, I've been there. I, I did my bedroom myself just pre-uni and did the DIY in there, the painting and the um, putting everything up. And then outside of halls, every uni house that I was in, like I remember second year, I moved into a house um, with some mates and just redid the whole bedroom. Yeah. Like before we moved in. And then, but without an agreement from the landlord. So then ended up having to restore it as well. So anything I'd put up, I'd filled in, I'd repainted the whole place. The only one, I had to replace the door. And so the bedroom door as well. So, um, I had to shave off the top because the door was too big. Blah, blah. I couldn't get the size done in time. We had an inspection, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So I was having to do stuff like that. Well, fair enough. That's good. I'll have my YouTube and my dad. That's what I'm going out. I'll yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I was all right on stuff like that. Uh, right. So people who don't know what Forsyth Barnes is, could you just yep. explain what, what you actually do as a company? Yeah, so we're a, a talent consultancy in the mid to exec level. Uh, predominantly work in the fintech space, the e-tail space, which is online retail type space, and sports, which is a big plus because we're big sports fans as well. Yeah. Um, uh, growing business, global business. We've got London office, a Knotts office, a New York office, and Touchwood all being well in the next few years, we'll have a West Coast office, so like an LA type place. And uh, at the moment, we're just conducting the research into the Dubai market as well. Well, so fantastic. if there's a good enough, strong enough Lots market, of... we've got some clients out there already. If there's a strong enough market, then um, I'm pretty comfortable set up an, an office out there. Yeah, brilliant. So for people listening who ears pricked up when they said working in Dubai, New York, where can people reach out to you to, to speak to you about it? Uh, on Instagram. I don't actually know my thing, but Rahil Ahmad on Instagram. Uh, you'll find me on Forsyth Bounds. Uh, LinkedIn yeah. as well. Um, we're probably heavier users of LinkedIn. Um, and then contact details on, on both of those, yeah. Or yeah. reach out to Joe whilst you're getting your, your mortgage done and, and he'll be there. So, uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> I will put your contact details in the show description yeah. at the bottom uh, as well. Um, but thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciated it. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. I was going to say, yeah, of course. Always good to catch up. Brilliant. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Home Buyer Club podcast. If you've liked the episode, please leave a comment below. For more episodes like this, don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one.